Through the power of the Force, one man revolutionized the ways of wielding a lightsaber throughout the prequel trilogy. With the techniques introduced to the prequels, it captures the moment for the audience to cherish the movies even more. And with a perfect revenue of toy sales, the lightsabers is what makes the fans go crazy about, only to get their hands on one and recreate the duels with their friends. Introducing Nick Gillard. Hey everyone, we are here with Nick Gillard, the man who has been behind the prequel trilogy since the very beginning. He has come up with all of the fights. He has worked very closely with all of the actors and George, and he has done a lot of stuff outside of Star Wars as well. I am very, very honored to be able to speak with him. So hi, Nick. How are you? Hi, Nick. Nice to meet you. We're going to pretend like we weren't just talking for 20 minutes. So I would love to know how you started in the industry. I've, I've obviously seen different interviews with you, but if you could tell my listeners how you got started into stunts, I know you were in the circus in the beginning and then moved into Star Wars and your involvement with that. And then we can get into details about different things. I started uh, here in Brighton where I live. So when I was very young, I was sent, I was dropped off at a military school. My parents then went away to New Zealand for nine months on my, my dad's ship. But there was a circus in the, um, in Brighton where I lived. And I just strolled in there to see if I could get a job. And there was a guy there that had three daughters and really all he wanted was a, was a son. And he took me on. It sounds really odd, but in those days, those sort of things happened. And then uh, when my folks got back, they were cool with it. So I just stayed with him. He then brought me up till I was 18. And at 18, I applied for the British Stump Register. Over here, you have to qualify and you have to be like an instructor in six sports just to get on the stunt register. It's really about dedication more than needing those requirements. Um, yeah, and that was it. So I've never done anything else. And then you got into Star Wars, and you started to work on Episode 1, and Episode 2, and Episode 3. So take me right through that, and then we can get into the nitty-gritties of all the fights and fun Well, stuff. one, two, three. I've been working for Lucasfilm for a while, up yeah. till then, you know, we'd done, I think we'd done Indiana Joneses and the young Indiana Joneses, a load of films that Lucasfilm do you don't even know about, Labyrinth is Lucasfilm, you know, a lot of the Jim Henson stuff. Yeah. So I had a kind of connection with them. Um, yeah, then I just got one day Rick McCallum, you know, the producer yep. calls, and um I was having a laugh because I'd, I'd heard they were doing Star Wars, and I said, "Are you you're calling me for Star Wars, aren't you?" And he said, "Yeah," and uh, that was it. The rest is history, really. So I saw a lot of the concept art of Darth Maul. I don't know if you ever saw the original one, but he looked like a crackhead. I had this beautiful <laughs> Doug Chang drawing of him on a speeder in yeah. blue. Yeah, that yeah. was an amazing thing. So when it came to filming a lot of the fight scenes, you said there was a ton that was deleted. What were some of the ones that you wish were included? What are some of the things that you wish George didn't deleted? Why did he, he delete them? I guess for pacing or whatever. But when we, when we were talking off, uh, off screen for a minute, you were talking about a lot of the cool fight scenes that were there. And it's blows yeah, my mind. There was originally General Grievous had only two arms yeah. and... His fight with Obi was quite a private affair. There wasn't anybody else around, and they had a massive fight, a real massive fight with a just he was had a staff. It was kind of like a Darth Maul fight, but on another level. 
and um, Obi's basically trying to get his organic parts out of his chest all the way through it. Yeah, and that that was a lovely fight that we have never we haven't got to see. I have that fight, all of it, in but just with the stunt boys doing it. There was also uh, Yoda when Obi and Anakin fight um, Dooku and Yoda comes in. In that fight, originally, Yoda wasn't in it. From episode two? From episode two. Yeah. So Yoda's place was taken up with a, a much bigger fight with Anakin, where Anakin turns a little bit more. You see him get... I liked it because of that. You saw him... We burnt Dooku in the eyebrow, right through his eyebrow. Um, you And you also, Obi's unconscious at this point, but you see Anakin take on a f- different vibe. Wait, so this, I thought you were talking about episode three when that happens. This was supposed to happen in episode two? I don't, do you know, as I was saying to you earlier, I've only seen, I only see him once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you yeah. see him at the premiere and then you don't see him again. Not because right. you're not a fan, but just because... It's a different deal when you're making them. You're remembering the time, you know. Yes. Um, uh, so I don't even know what episode it was. It's the one where they they fight him up the stairs and he zooms Obi. So in. three, okay, yeah, three, three, yeah. yeah. All right, so right. In that one, there you see in the evolution of when Anakin takes Dooku on. I think yeah. he ends up cutting his head off. But that fight yeah. there, we changed the way he fought, um, so less flashy and more just pacing him, you know, like a tiger and hunting him down. Yeah, because, I mean, what we see in the movie is just kind of, basically, Obi-Wan gets pushed to the side, Anakin gets a little angry, kicks him down the the balcony, and then they lock sabers, and Dooku says, you have hate, you have anger, but you don't use them. And then Anakin, of course, you know, we see a little bit of the dark side, but it's just like a quick two, three seconds, really? his hands come off, and that's it. i got to watch. i got to watch it again. I mean the the version I've got. I'll I'll pop it together the whole thing and send it to you. But oh um, it's hot, you know. And it's also we did it. Kyle Rowling, my boy, who's doubling Dooku, um, yeah. who's a great actor as well, you know. And he, I said to him, play it like you've suddenly realised this is going wrong and this guy's going to get you, yeah. you know, because up to that point, Dooku think something else is going to happen yeah 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 and, yeah, and I, you know it was to me it was really important that you saw that there was if there was a few things that we wanted in where you would see anakin start to turn and think fuck you know yeah. he's going. yeah um there was another thing we had where you remember in the original one where um luke is battling with that little thing that zips around in the air yeah yeah yeah, yeah. practice thing we we had one where anakin was practicing with that and it just keeps zapping him in the arms and he just utterly fucking destroyed no. yeah yeah but george wouldn't have it the other thing the thing we fought for most of all was the high ground thing we we hated the high ground thing. It's like the biggest meme now. Everyone, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. yeah, I know, you know. I mean, it has its place now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was about. It really was about Hayden. Hayden and I used to walk to this restaurant at night in Bondi, yeah. and and there was a big grass slope, and that, that was the quickest way. But he fell over it. He fell the first time we went. He upended himself and slid all down the bank and said i'm never going that way again and and in my head i thought oh he's you know and vader is bad on a slope it gives you 
something to work with. Um, but that's sort of how that happened. But we had a different version of that where that didn't happen. And um, Obi cut his arms and his legs off a different way. You mean there was a version where there was no high ground? There, there was a version. that The whole volcano thing where they land on that droid wasn't there. Originally, they swang and landed. They swang off that great big yep. rope. And they just landed on the side of the volcano or on the lava right next to each other. And straight away, Anakin just grabbed him by the – he disarmed him, grabbed him by the throat. You know, he's got him and Obi's saber's down on the ground. And Anakin says, I'm sorry it has to be this way, my master, and actually lets, lets it go. Obi – hunches to get away from it, sucks his saber up. As he pulls his saber up, he cuts through Anakin's arms almost by mistake and then chops through his legs almost by mistake. And the whole body fell off of his legs. And he, it, you know, it was more of a defense gone wrong kind of move. It was strong. Even the boys, at, uh, Ewan and Hayden, went to George and said, George, this! And he was, he was having none of it. But it's George Lucas, you know, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. his like, we wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for George. So I think it's foolish second guessing him. It, it, yeah, it's foolish, but you just blew my mind. I didn't ever think anything like that existed. That would have been, in, I think that would have been cooler, but it was strong. Whatever George wants, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, he, his, it's his vision. Yeah. Um, you don't have that recorded, do you? I don't think I do, but it's an easy, it's an easy setup. You know, I can, <laughs> you and me can do it. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. A couple questions. So you remember the fight uh, in Genosis, on Genosis with Dooku, Anakin, when Aiden was much younger, and um, Obi-Wan. There was a promo picture of Dooku with two lightsabers like this. It was his lightsaber and a blue one. I guess one of the ones the Jedi threw them. What's the deal with that? That fight started, as I said, Yoda wasn't in it. It right. was, uh, it may originally have been just Hayden. I don't know. But anyway, there was a section where they both had two lightsabers. And we did a very complicated fight in Kendo, actually, hmm. with um, where they both had two lightsabers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That didn't last long. It must have changed quite quickly. I can remember spending a week doing it with Kyle. Me and Kyle did it, and then me and Hayden did it. Um, must have gone away. Yeah. Right. Because that thing changed twice. It, 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 it was that. He was on his own against Duca. So it might be after Obi gets binged. I don't know. I don't know where they get the other lightsaber before, but they both had two for sure. Well, because it was. Duca might have pulled out. I don't know. I want to know about Yoda. How the heck did you oh, make okay, that yeah. happen? Again, that happened on the day. The day, so we were, we get there to shoot it as it was with yeah. um, a much bigger fight with uh, Obi and Anakin. And George said he wanted Yoda in it. He, you know, on, on that day, he said, yeah. 
however it starts, but the doors are going to blast doors are going to open and there's Yoda. So so we there's not much you can do. You know, he Industrial Light and Magic were there, John Noel and um Rob Coleman. So they had a track of where Yoda was going to be. We were in that set. There was a, I think Dooku's spaceship was in there. There was a, there was a few areas yeah. set in there. And uh, we just said to them, tell us where he is. There was a little mannequin of him. So they worked out their track of where he was going to jump to. That was the most important thing. So you could do a fight with nothing there. Yeah. You know, yeah. We just do it so that they're going to match into Kyle. Kyle did it. And, um, and then they're going to call. So they commentated, not very well. I think I might have done it too. He jumps over your head, you know, and he, he's landing on the wing of that spaceship. So then he's got to move to there, do another little bit of a okay. fight. So all he did was just a dance with a lightsaber. Unrepeatable. It was different every single time. He did about three takes. Yeah. And then ILM put match Yoda into his move. So he made specific moves but you know i said to him on the second take is that the same as the first one he went no no that's <laughs> cool i thought i always thought you were sitting there in the chair with ilm and telling them how to make a move and fight no they by that stage they you know we'd sort of taught them that they all when you're doing it they all want to learn how to do it so they pretty much knew how to do it anyway battle of the heroes anakin obi-wan on mustafar that oh, was I supposed to be about that too yeah yeah, that was supposed to be a 12-minute straight fight that you yeah. said. What was it like coming up with the sequences for that? Can you take me through it? The whole 12 minutes. Well, what was it like coming up with the whole sequence for that fight? I mean, that was, it's still, it, it's, yeah. it's, that is one of the most famous fights, sword fights in movie history that people talk about, that fans talk it's, about. It's, it's a weird thing if you've done it, you know, of course. For me, there was a John Wayne film called, I think it was called The Quiet Man. Mm -hmm. something like that that prior to that had the longest fights a fist fight great fight um and it, it wasn't for us it wasn't about beating and anything it just was that long you know yeah. when you no. got the script it was just that long um and the problem with it was keeping if, if it was that long and it was dialogue of course there would you know there's a build up through the dialogue because you the movie's coming to an end you know you've got mm. to keep that pace going right. Right. um and and keep the pace right you can't go off too too quick you know right. uh yeah all we did was we had a massive rehearsal space really massive mm -hmm. and we got the uh plans from the art department because the first time you see the set is when you go on it. You know, you don't get to rehearse on it. Um, and we marked out each set on our on our rehearsal space. Yeah. So that we knew where doors were, you know, because they were turning into okay, doors. Right. Yeah. We would also have to invent three moves in case we were short of a door, you know, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Yeah. or too long. We were, you'd have to be able to right. take it out. But then, so then once we got the, like, the geography of it, of, of, of where they were going and where they were going to end up and how it was going to all end up. Then it was just a matter of working that pace. It's not so much the pace of the sword fight, more the pace of the movie. It, it, you find with that sort of stuff, it comes with the beat. When they're, when they're hitting their lightsabers, you, you can hear it when it's right. You know, mm. you, you get this rhythm happens. And once, once, you, once that rhythm 
when you hear it every day for weeks, you know, yeah. once that you can hear when that rhythm's right. It sounds odd, but it's because well, you, know, you were using the metal ones too back then, but now yeah, they yeah. use the plastic, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We used derillium aviation grade in the end and bamboo, funnily enough, bamboo. Oh, cool. was, but um, yeah, it was about that rhythm. And uh, they could also do that fight all the way through in mm. that rehearsal room. So that's what they would do. They would just run the whole thing, you know, time after time. Yeah. And they're both great actors as well. So they yeah. understood that the energy that they needed, you know, as they went through. It, and it just worked out. Oh, yeah. I know what I want to tell you. We talked about Obi and Anakin lose, switching lightsabers. Mm-hmm. You and I said it happened in, 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 in the ante room. where the, It's the same room where Anakin kills the Nemoidians when he's on the table. Yeah. In that, that fight, they go into there in the fight. They go in that room. Yeah. Both of them. And they have a fight on that table, a yeah. lightsaber fight. And right. that's how the lightsabers switch. Oh, it's there. And then you, yeah, right. You said they flipped and then they switched them. They in. flip over each other. And Anakin, Obi, or I think it's Anakin, Obi grabs his sword as he's going through the air. Yeah. And then everything was cut out of sequence. So that's why it looks funny. It was cut out of sequence then. Yeah. Because you lost that bit. They then went back into the main room. And it, of course, he couldn't get the sequence back. Oh, I see. Which, which fight is the most one that you're you're the most proud of that you've done in Star Wars. I, like, I particularly like the desert fight with Qui-Gon and Darth Maul. Oh, even that... though it wasn't much. So short, but it was so cool. You know, they come in with that Nubian spaceship and pick up Qui-Gon. I think he jumps onto the ramp. Oh, well, jumps originally, originally, Maul got on the ramp too. So, Oh, what? Qui-Gon, yeah, Qui-Gon made it onto the ramp feet first, right? Maul dived as the ship was going. Gets it with his fingers, swings, and no. oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's better. And then they have another fight on the ramp as the ship's going, and Qui-Gon kicks him off of the ship, and he lands in the desert. All of that was good. We saw all that in the studio, but yeah. in Tunisia, we shot this great shot of, we built a goalpost about 12 feet high. Yeah, yeah. You know, the structure, and we had the camera underneath, and this fantastic desert sequence and um, where we're going to have more drop into frame like bang onto the yeah. desert that ship go oh, dude into space and he just lands like that like looking watching the ship go it was strong stuff oh, that would have been cool yeah that would have been sick i shot all that too oh if you ever find it post it yeah, yeah. Yeah. someday so there was this hologram that obi-wan looks into when he goes back to the jedi temple after order 66 and he's looking into it, and it's Anakin, it's Hayden fighting, and he's choking out one girl, I think, at the same time, and he just bested some other guy. Was that ever actually filmed in full? Because I know there was a whole scene of him in the Jedi Temple that we never got to see. I would have loved to have seen that. I think that would have been sick. So when we did it, we wanted it to be really violent because it's him, you know, it's Order 66. Yeah. And and so, yeah, he does, I think I parry the first blow straight into the kid's throat, you know, which is awful. It goes straight in his throat. He grabs the other girl and chokes her. He, I think he ends up cutting her as well. But when we shot it, yeah, we shot it full figure. And um, George went, oh, dear, that's really violent. <laughs> And then when when I saw it at the movie, he, it was shrunk down. Yeah, it was like, you know, we didn't even get to see him in his most powerful, darkest state against some of the Jedi Masters, which would have been cool to see. 
I can understand why it would be far too dark. I'm happy that they cut out the youngling scene. I mean, that would have been a little messed up. That would have been, yeah. I wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wanted to do it? Yeah. You know, now uh, on the internet, that thing's called the Youngling Slayer 9000. Really? Yeah, that's what people talk about. That's, that's the meme. Um, so I wish you the best with all of your endeavors. I thank you so much for your time with chatting with me. And I uh, hope we can chat again one day soon. And if you see Hayden, next time you see him, tell him uh, Nia says hi. I will do. Big fan. So everyone go check out Nick Gillard's YouTube channel linked in the description below. You can see all of his uh, videos that he will post someday in the future. And if you ever do use some of his clips, please make sure that you link it back to him and make sure that you do say it is from Nick Gillard because he created all of this stuff. So with that, we will see you guys later. Thank you.